Because if you have to say it's not technically incest, then it's bad. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Love It or Weave It, where we let you know if we love an anime enough to recommend it to everyone or if it's just for the worst of the weaves. I'm Annie, and I think the best otome game is Mystic Messenger, hands down. I'm Jeff, and I think the best otome game or series is Idolish 7. For anyone who hasn't listened to the podcast before, each week we watch the first three episodes of a new anime, and then we cast our vote whether we love it or weave it. If we weave it, then it goes into the graveyard. We never talk about it again, <laughs> except for when we do. Or we love it, then we commit to doing a full review at the end of the season. Today, we're sampling the first three episodes of My Next Life as a Villainess, colon, All Routes Lead to Doom, which is available subbed on Crunchyroll and Verve. So before we get into that, I wanted to check in on other anime that we've been watching. But um, this kind of, this I think this segment is going to transform for a little bit over the next couple weeks because it's also a time to check in on what anime has been delayed because of the global coronavirus pandemic situation. Uh, basically, uh, Crunchyroll Features has a good roundup of like all the various things that have been delayed from, you know, like Japanese anime productions to English simuldubs to movies to conventions. There's a good roundup that you can, they'll probably be updating over time. So that's a good place to check and we'll link to it in the show notes. But um, the first thing is that A3, which we wanted to love before, but had already been the canary in the coal mine and being delayed, mm. is coming back on the 27th. We hope. We hope. <laughs> I, I'm hoping that like they got their issues sorted out and like might actually finish airing, but who knows? Uh, Millionaire Detective is the one that is, uh, so most of these shows that are getting delayed are at least past episode three so it doesn't really affect our preview format but millionaire detective was delayed after episode two so (laughs) i'm heartbroken yeah my heart's broken because digimon adventure colon has also been delayed after episode three (laughs) i hate that name (laughs) and i'm adrift because i had just started ramping up to doing all sorts of creating all sorts of content each week to talk about digimon and now i'm like oh i guess that's over okay (laughs) am i gonna have free time what does that mean? What is free time? You won't. I'll just make you watch more anime. Uh, and Apare Raman, which was one of the last series we had on our list, has also been delayed after episode three. But So that's the full list as of this recording, which we're recording on Monday, April 20th. And by the time this episode comes out, there may be even more. But I don't know. I feel like after hearing each of those news stories come in, I was like, oh my God, it feels like everything's delayed. Mm-hmm. But I'm surprised that like the entire rest of our list, like we have how many other series? Um, one, like two, seven. three, four, five, six. We have six other series that we plan to cover that are not delayed at all. So, so far. For now. Yeah, so far. <laughs> uh, hopefully that they they last until the end of the season. We'll see. So, Annie, have you been watching anything else? No, I've just been watching what you told me to watch. <laughs> <laughs> well, you did. I do. I, I'm not supposed to know, but I do know that you watched Digimon. Oh, yeah, you're right. Oops. <laughs> I did watch it. And now I just there's no point in me watching anymore, I guess, because there's no more, but I was interested, but we'll save that for another episode. So I guess we're going to get to that in like six weeks or something. Yeah. <sighs> or less because nothing else will be airing, but. Yeah. I have not, I've also not been watching anything because my whole life has been Final Fantasy VII Remake or recording and editing two different podcasts. So. Rip. Rip. Yes, yeah, so let's jump into My Next Life as a Villainous. So background about the series, it's based on a shoujo manga, which has five volumes out in Japan. And that shoujo manga is based on a light novel, which has been running since 2014. The light novel is out in English by J Novel Club, and the shoujo manga is out from Seven Seas. And the animation studio for this series is Silverlink, which um, is sounds familiar because they also animated Bofuri, which we covered last season. 
And yeah, I don't know. Don't know much about the studio. They have tons of output. Like they've they've been the main production for forty five different shows since two thousand nineteen. But like they're still not that well known, which to me indicates that they're pretty average in the road. Rip. And yeah, there wasn't really anyone notable among the other important staff of the show. So uh, the main thing about the show is the premise. So what's it about? Oh, okay. So this story is about uh, Katerina Kleiss, and she's the daughter of a young noble family. And then she hits her head pretty hard and then realizes that her um, past life, she was an otaku. And then she realized that she's now in the world of an otome game fortune lover. And she's been reincarnated as the villainess. And in every ending of that game, the villainess is like killed or exiled or shunned. And she's just like, I have to avoid one of those bad endings. So she's trying to prevent that since she knows now. And antics ensue, I guess. <laughs> so before we get into our impressions, what is your experience with Atoma games? I've just played Mystic Messenger. Mm. And then a little bit of um, A3, if that counts. <laughs> I I have also just played Idler 7, which isn't even an Atoma game. It's more of like a, a rhythm gacha game that is vaguely Otome game-esque. So, um, but it, it's a definitely a genre that I wish I had more experience with and I really want to get to and I just haven't had time. They seem like a really long thing. Like, it seems like there's so much text to read. Yeah, that's why it makes it so hard. But they always have really pretty boys. That's so true. And this is not an exception. There's very pretty boys in this. <laughs> okay, so what uh, did you think? All right, Jeff, this is the uh, one and only time I'm going to say this. <laughs> but thank you. Thank you for this gift. I like... <laughs> Honestly and truly, this was so much fun to watch. I don't know if I'm like starved for like fun things because I'm in lockdown, but this was so good. And I was like dancing around and like cheering people on. And I was like genuinely touched in some parts. And like I cried a little. And <laughs> I am actually a little mad that this is the first one we're doing because I want more episodes to be available. I'm <laughs> mad that there's only three right now. But at least it has not been announced as being delayed. So If this gets delayed, I don't know what I'm going to do. I did hear a rumor on Twitter. I don't know like the source of this or anything, so it's taken with a huge grain of salt. But the rumor was that they have already wrapped up production for the series long in advance. So like, if that rumor is true, then hopefully it's not going to be delayed. But I'll yeah. be so happy. I loved it. Like, I'm so surprised in the best way possible, but this is the only time this will ever happen, so just enjoy your win, Jeff. <laughs> Even though the first thing we loved was also my pick, so, you know, you also call me trash for picking it. Yeah, well, you also made me watch Plunderer, so we're... <laughs> 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 You're right, it does even out. All right, what did you think, Jeb? Um, I am surprised to hear you be so emphatic because <gasps> I am I'm not negative. I am positive about this <gasps> series, but not emphatically so. Like I Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> like I like it, but I don't love it. Are you kidding? And I, feel like, well, I thought you would I love like, it because I love it. <laughs> that's not how it goes. Your opinion isn't right. Yes, it is. Um I just feel like I don't I don't have a clear sense of what the rest of the show is. So I feel like I'm I'm very like I need to see more to judge it fully. Like, especially because yeah, so these first three episodes, so she's eight and she's trying to set up things so that when she's 15 and the events of the game take place, she does not get ostracized or killed like she does, like the character does in the video game. Yes. And so basically these first three episodes are her life at eight years old setting up things. And then at the, like, I don't know, like two thirds of the way through the third episode, it does a time skip to her at 15. And then basically like, and this is where the game starts. Yes. And I was like, okay, I can't wait for the show to start now. I don't know how it's going to go. Like, I feel like it's so... I'm so unclear how it's going to go after that point. I'm in. It's good. It's going to be good. <laughs> well, I'm definitely in. Like, I definitely want to watch more. I just, 
I did not feel incredibly hooked. What? I guess, okay. Okay, so like, one thing I appreciate is that like, this is definitely a series built around like this singular shtick, this singular premise. And what I appreciated is that there were, that it was not, at least in the three episodes, like just like the same joke over and over again about it. It wasn't like an Oda Cinnamon situation where it's like, mm-hmm. oh man, this otaku is reborn as a villainous, what? It was like the humor in the episodes was, you know, like felt organic and varied and wasn't just repeating the same joke over and over again. But because of that, I feel like I didn't get a sense of like what the point of the series was, what the humor was going to be. And maybe that's because it was all set up and then like, once once we get to see more post time skip and the actual like at the end of this third episode we still haven't met the heroine yes well it's not her story yeah well no but like all the key art suggests otherwise but <laughs> <laughs> well the thing the thing that i find weird about it is that like given how if i didn't know anything like i read a, like i read the single paragraph about the heroine that's on wikipedia how dare you? in the character listing for the series mm-hmm. and i feel like that gives me a very different impression than i would have had from the end of this episode so like the End of episode, so episode three ends with like basically all these characters that Catalina in the video game, the villainess in the video game is very like mean and abusive towards and they all come to hate her. She instead, now that she knows all that and is a different person, like has the memories of a totally different person, is just really nice and pure to everyone. And it's like partially because she wants to like, she is very like manipulative in the sense of like, she's strategizing how to not get murdered later on, mm-hmm. but she is just genuinely nice and friendly to everyone. And then it makes everyone kind of fall in love with her. Yes. And so, but that's everyone except for the heroine. So it ends with episode three being like, everyone's in love with her. Okay. The heroine's going to fall in love with her. We're all in love with Katarina. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like, yeah, so that's what I read that the heroine falls in love with her. That's a, what? <laughs> Were you surprised? No. Cause the key art has them literally holding hands. <laughs> right. Right. They're dancing. Yeah. So, um, but what, but what confused me is that, like, in episode three, I was like, okay, here's where the tension is going to be, that she's basically trying to mend the situation of the novel, of the of the, of the Otoma game mm-hmm. by being friendly to everyone. But inadvertently, everyone loves her so much that she's even more of a rival character. Like, she's yes. the, like, threat for every one of these routes. I thought that but- was such a fun... Because, like, she's like, oh, I'm trying not to be a villain. And then she instead accidentally makes herself the rival in every single possible route. <laughs> and I thought that was so good. I'm just confused because, like, okay, so she's a villain or she's the rival in every possible route. Mm-hmm. But it seems like the heroine is not going to be interested in any of those routes because the villain or the heroine just wants her. You're right. So I'm like, what? I just don't know. I don't have a clear sense of like what the series is going to be about. I'm like, oh, I thought I had a sense of what it was going to be about. And now it's not that. And I just don't know. Well, here's what's really fun. And I was enjoying is in the third episode when they're finally like teenagers and like they're, I don't know, teens with hormones. um, And uh, Gerald like kisses her on the neck. She like doesn't understand what he's like insinuating or anything. Wait, did you say, did you say Gerald? Yeah. What's his name? Gerald? Giordo. Okay. It's spelled Gerald. No, it's not. In on this, it is on the website I am on. Back to my point. When she was, when they were all teenagers, and they were at like her birthday party, and Gerald kisses her on the neck, uh, and she like does not have any idea what's happening. She's like in her past life, she was just this like otaku who has no love life experience that we know of so of course she'd be oblivious so she's not gonna realize that anyone's in love with her and that's very fun i love the oblivious idiot main character sometimes (laughs) especially when it comes to like i don't know everyone being in love with her (laughs) yeah so like i I do love i do like the concept of like her trying to resolve all these questions and and inadvertently becoming the rival in all these routes uh, for all these characters and for people who haven't watched it, like it's for the four main male love interests of the Otome game, but also for the two female 
characters that are not that are supposed to be other rivals so like mm-hmm. everyone of every gender loves her yes i love i also loved that and i loved how it's just like uh referenced like she's like reading a book she's like oh i'm reading this book about this princess that fell in love with like this common girl and i was like oh so the common girl who's the main character of this game and you a noble like a noble woman is this foreshadowing <laughs> yeah i thought the way they handled the like there was some stuff that made me a little bit uncomfortable with the way they talked about male and male relationships i can get to that a little bit later but the way that they handled some other ones like it felt like it wasn't just gay panicky it was like oh no like in the situation like especially female and female romance is like a totally viable option and like it's totally a natural and romantic thing the the incident that i'm that i found frustrating was when um is it all oh, right so like keith who is supposed to be her adoptive brother mm-hmm. that in the game she is like very abusive towards so he like shuns himself in his room and like becomes very i forget how he's supposed to be described as a, as a teenager he's like um he's a playboy oh okay but like that's been formed <laughs> because of his like being abused by her or whatever he was lonely so he replaces or he tries to fill the void with many women <laughs> <laughs> Um, so instead, she is very kind, and there's literally a like frozen. Do you want to build a snowman sequence? But instead, she like takes an axe to the door to like yeah, she prevent does. him from from uh, keeping himself lonely, which mm-hmm. he does because she was being so nice to him. Anyway, she eventually like breaks through to him, and then he basically is in love with her after that point. And she, I guess, the two of them are just together when she meets. The fourth boy? What's his name? Nicole. Yeah, Nicole, which is also not a normal name, but... I'm telling you, these names are wild. Nikoru. Anyway, so they meet Nicole. Basically, she's like, oh my god, he's so cute. He's so hot. so pretty. And then, like, she thinks that Keith is also thinking that. So she's like, oh no, no, you can't. You can't do that. Like, don't take him away from me. I'm like, okay, like... That's fine. That's her little brother. But I don't... It did not feel like... The way I worded it, I don't think it came across right. Like, I don't think she was like, oh no, like, don't take my little brother away from me. It was like, don't, don't lure my little brother with his gay stuff. Like, I don't think that's what that was him. at all. I feel like don't you're reading dark way too much into it. Because they talked about earlier those, like, the ca- the mysterious count in, the, in her little, like, book club. And they're talking about, oh, like, yeah. oh, he's so, this count is so gorgeous that everyone falls for him, men and men included, not just women. And then um, Sophia, Nicole's yeah. little sister, was like, yeah, it reminds me of my brother. And then she was just commenting, like Keith was staring at him. And then she was just commenting. It's like, oh, just like the Count, his charms work on everyone. I have to watch out for my little brother. <laughs> I feel like if it was like her little sister, it would have been like the same thing. Mm, maybe. I'm giving this show the benefit of the doubt because so far it's been great <laughs> with all this beautiful gay relationship. I do think like overall like that one scene aside it felt like it was very accepting and inclusive of gay possibilities because mm-hmm. mary um is is her name mary yes well it's confusing because the she's named mary the one of the two girls we've met so far but the heroine who we have not met so far is maria oh like, rip. Why, why would you do that why would you do that yeah well mary um she is great and also falls in love with uh, Katarina immediately. And I loved that when uh, Katarina was making friends with Sophia, Mary came over and she's like, it's time to go. <laughs> I really like the way that she accidentally made Mary fall in love with her, which was just that she like remembered the lines that the person supposed to be Mary's love interest in the game. Mm-hmm. She just Alan. remembered those lines. So she like accidentally said them. And then was like, oh no, oops, I made her fall in love with me. Yeah, it was so good. Like even um, Alan, who is supposed to, who is her fiance or who is um, Mary's fiance, mm-hmm. Alan even like confronts Katerina and he's like, stop, stop trying to seduce Mary. <laughs> he's like, stop trying to take her away from me. And it was so funny. 
And I was like thinking that and I was like, oh no, Mary's going to fall in love with Katerina. And then Alan like confirmed my suspicions and I was living. (laughs) Right. So Alan, he's first at first threatened because he thinks that she's trying to steal Mary. Mm -hmm. But he's also generally like he's the brother of Giotto or Mm -hmm. Gerald or whatever and feels very inferior to him. So he like challenges Mary and like wants to beat Sorry, Mary, not Mary, uh, the main character, Catalina, wants to like beat her in a competition. Yes. And like through just repeat- repetitively challenging her, ends up becoming really good friends with her. Mm-hmm. And I guess just by being in close proximity to her for a while. Well, because they, they kept playing a game essentially. And then she was nice to him and told him that he doesn't have to be compared to his brother. He's his own person with things he's good at and things he's not good at. And I was like, ooh, thank you, Katarina. I needed to hear that. So. <laughs> <laughs> I love her. I love how she makes friends with people just by like being an over enthusiastic, just like fangirl sometimes. Like that's how she became friends with Sophia. It's like, oh, you like romance novels? And they became best friends. She became best friends with Mary because she's like, oh, wow, I love flowers. I love gardening. I wish I could find out more. And I was like, ah, I love you. So, so there's, a, there's a thread that I found on the note that I found kind of like confusing in the first episode and a little bit of the second episode. So I, so I started to talk about how um, like her adoptive brother, Keith, that she mm-hmm. like, the reason that he starts secluding himself is because she tries to be very open and friendly with him and ends up like basically getting, like playing on a tree and like falling. And then he like blames himself. And so then he's like, I can't be around you. Like my ice powers would threaten the kingdom, essentially. Not right. actually. I mean, there hmm. are there is earth magic in the show. So like that's kind of on the table. It could be a thing, but it's not. That's frozen. Anyway. So like at that point, I was like, is this show headed in a direction where her trying so hard to mend these relationships actually just you know, like it's a self-fulfilling prophecy that she ends up being so overbearing that she actually puts people off and she like comes off even worse. But then like because then also with um Mary when mm-hmm. she's just like, oh my God, gardening. Oh my God, you need to tell me about gardening. And she seems very like not on board with like doing all this stuff because... Wasn't there a reason why she like why Mary's been like warned not to do stuff or something? Oh, she was bullied by her family, which is why she was so um, quiet. Mm. I just remembered being confused when it was like it seemed like Katarina was much more invested in the friendship than Mary was, and Mary just seemed like she was being forced along with it. And I was like, No, Mary loved it. <laughs> well, like now I know that, but I was like, Okay, it seems like the evidence is piling on for like Katarina being so overbearing that it actually backfires. But then it just was like, No, Mary loves it, and I was like, Oh. Okay, I guess I was just reading the wrong vibe there. Okay, yes. never mind. Because you're bad at interacting socially. Oh. <laughs> no, I thought it was great and pretty natural. Are you calling me Nicole? Am oh, I that beautiful? Yeah, yeah. No, but <laughs> <laughs> he's a perfect boy. I'm sorry. Okay, he is, but I'm still not a princely character. Um, but no, because she was like, oh, why are you out here? This garden's gorgeous by the way who is your gardener i must speak to them and then she's like oh it's me i i tend to the flowers and she's like wow you need to come over to my house teach me how to handle flowers and she was like wow my my first friend <laughs> and then become best friends and mary falls in love with her so i don't know what else there there is to read into that <laughs> I mean, it was just the early couple of those early interactions where she was like, you must come over to my house. And she was like, okay, I guess I'll do that. And it's like, okay, she's nervous. I'm being a friend. Yeah. Like, okay. But like, okay, that could have gone a different direction. I read the room wrong. Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah. Sorry you've never fallen in love at first sight in a garden. <laughs> I just, so, so that kind of like, that was my experience with these episodes. I was like trying to figure out where the series is headed. And I was like, each time I thought I knew where it was headed, it wasn't that way. And then I was like, oh. 
okay. Which I guess is like, it's good that it is a comedy that isn't immediately obvious which way it's going. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? It's not just going to make the same joke over and over again. Like we, that is the pitfall of most gag comedy stuff. So it's yes. not that and that's good, but like, I don't know. Okay. Here's the thing. This is great. And you're wrong for not loving it. I just need you to know. That. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was so good. Oh, I, I also really liked when sweet baby Keith, because in the, original game story uh katarina abuses him and he locks himself in his room but in this one when he accidentally hurts her with his magic so yeah it's very frozen oh right sorry yes yeah, sorry I, I said that it was falling off a tree but no yeah it was that he like makes a golem and then it knocks her out yeah <laughs> um but like when he hurts her with his magic he locks himself in his room he's like i can't hurt anyone I can't be around anyone. And I straight up cried when she like busted down that door and came in and said, we'll always be together, Keith. I won't let you be alone. I was like, he was crying. I was crying. Uh, It was really sweet. Uh, What? I guess I I was just, I was like, this is is exactly frozen. Okay. Well, maybe it's just because I've been so alone for so long because of (laughs) quarantine. I just need someone to tell me they'll be there for me. But I was crying. I loved him. But I also did like the idea of no matter what she does, she's going to fall kind of into these routes. But then again, I, I loved it when she broke, she literally broke the door down. It was a good start. I am more excited to see like once the game actually gets started mm-hmm. and we see the main character of the game show up. Who I guess is named Maria. Yeah, like I'm I'm curious to see like her actually be in like immediate danger. If that makes sense. That like because the whole premise is supposed to be she's avoiding these quote unquote doom flags or like mm-hmm. scenarios that she remembers in the game. And in the this first like two and a half chapter, two and a half episode prologue, it's like very abstract and very much like, oh no, this might head me in the wrong direction. But now that we're post time skip, it's like, okay, now it's happening. Like now you're in danger. And yeah. I think that could add a dramatic weight to things that gets me a little bit more hooked. But also, I'm not expecting that. Like, I don't think it's supposed to be a very dramatic, serious series. Like, it's that threat is just there as a premise for jokes, I feel. So Mm -hmm. I'm not expecting too much from it. I'm I'm thinking that it's mostly going to be a funny romance from now on, like a romantic comedy, because she's laid out so much groundwork. There's no way someone would murder her. Like, they all (laughs) they all love her. They can't exile her. But the more people she makes love her, there must be more people like shunned or like. The only bad ending I can see is like they all love her so much. They all confess their love and they all kill each other over it. <laughs> like that's the only bad ending I can truly see. Uh, but <laughs> but I feel like she can't get exiled because all these other people love her. They'll take her. They'll protect her. Um, but it's actually very interesting. So I obviously fell in love with this series and I immediately looked up um, if there was manga available in English. There is some, but then on my little journey, I looked that there is um, another, I think, manga or light novel that Mm. is based on the same exact premise, but she remembers at 15 instead of nine. So she doesn't get to lay any of the groundwork. Oh, Yeah. And I'm very interested in that. That comes out later this year in Japan. Um, but that would be really cool if this ends up being disappointing. I don't think it will be. But um, I think that would be also very cool to see her just like she's been horrible for 15 years and then she suddenly remembers. <laughs> I think that'd be pretty cool. But I'm here for her just having, what is it? Um, <laughs> one, two, three, four, five, six, seven love interests. <laughs> I, I guess like my disappointment or like frustration comes from the fact that like this doesn't seem like 
like maybe this would be a more obvious premise to someone who is more familiar with the drama games, and maybe that's my own bad than not familiar enough with them. But like, it doesn't feel like an immediately obvious premise. You know, like it feels like it's like kind of complicated. And it's like you have to understand like, okay, here's what an Atoma game is. Here's what a villain rival character in an Atoma game is. And now she's one of them, but also she laid all this groundwork, so she's not actually one of them anymore. And like at this point, it's so far removed from like a logical, like obvious concept. And she's like, she's reborn as a villainess, but it's like. She's not anymore. She's the most lovable character in the entire world. Yes. And like her design looks a little bit evil and she's a little bit scheming, but she's like so far removed from being a villain at this point that it's like, like that was something that, so I watched the first episode with my boyfriend and he was intrigued and excited for the premise of a series about a villain. And then like after the end of the first episode, he was like, eh, you can keep watching because it was like, <laughs> she's not a villain at all. Like That's yes, because she worked so hard. <laughs> okay. She's so pure. Well, I feel like then he should wait for the, the manga that's going to come out where she doesn't get... <laughs> They to lay the groundwork and be loved. Right, like that seems like a more dramatic, like the dramatic weight of like, oh no, if she doesn't do the right thing, she's going to get murdered is a more obvious immediate threat. And like the premise makes more sense of that. Like it, it seems like it clicks in your head easier. Mm-hmm. But like, I guess it, it's okay for this series if it's mainly to be a romantic comedy and a, a harem of all genders. Yes, I'm so in for this right now. So like, if that like that's the goal of this series, then it's like, okay, it doesn't need to be, doesn't need to have an immediate dramatic hook or yeah. a concept that's like, oh, it's immediately going to click. Because I mean, I don't know. I don't need drama right now. We're in a pandemic and I just need <laughs> joy. <laughs> and I fell in love with every single one of these characters. I do like the characters. I also really, the one that I'm I mean, a lot of them are really are really good, really pretty. Mm-hmm. I'm confused about Giordo because he's supposed yes. to be. So he's the one that she is engaged to. Yes. Since since she was eight years old, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And in the original story, he's supposed to be like secretly super sadistic or something. He just has a like a black heart or something, right? Yeah. And I'm just like that seems to be one thing that she has not changed anything of and it's like mm. unclear if that's something like that's an aspect of his personality that also existed at age eight or if like or if she changed him right is it just that like by being nice to him since age eight he doesn't have that anymore i don't know no i feel like he's probably the wild card that would make things a little more interesting um because mm. like if he is like truly like cruel like she thinks well because i think he's supposed to be like cruel or like black-hearted until he meets like the heroine of the video game right but and then she changes him for the better so i don't know if (laughs) katarina actually did that for him yet or if he's gonna like try to mix things up and like start shit (laughs) like -hmm. start rumors and be like oh katarina is my fiance but she's been talking to so-and-so and like tell everybody else and whatever like high school shit but I feel like he's the only one who would like really ruin things um, from my happy fun time to drama. I guess that's where I'm kind of like torn about things. Like I, I want there to be a thorn mm-hmm. in everything and I want there to be like someone messing things up. But it sounds like you want just like pure fun happy times. Right now, yes, because I'm emotionally distraught from the world. But, you know, most of the time I am like we had this discussion with like Izukin. And I brought up like, oh, it's a little too easy. Same thing with Carolyn Tuesday. I was like, I don't like how easy it is. I want like some drama or some conflicts. Oh, but once it's about a girl romancing other girls, then you're like out the window. Yes. I just want everything to be happy for them. I don't need any drama with that. But actually it would be like if it's just them like having a good time, that's going to get old really quickly. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't know. There's supposed to be 12 episodes of this. Mm -hmm. So hopefully something cool happens or like something more (laughs) dramatic happens. Like right now it's chill. I'll just have to trust that the story is going to stay good 
and I'm going to just, <laughs> if it's trying to like bank its success off of me just being in love with every character and enjoying them, like living their lives, like it might have me for like seven or eight episodes, but you got to step it up after that. <laughs> I mean, I feel like it could, the thing is like, as kind of like down or not, I'm not fully down, but I'm not, you know, like fully positive on it. As mixed as I am about it, like if it kind of, you know, like I could see it being like a like a slow, like one episode per boy, like a small focus star on each boy per episode that like doesn't have huge dramatic weight and isn't like exciting or dramatic, but it's just like chill, getting to know and love a boy. Like, okay, I, I could be down for that. I want to, I want to love them. Okay. Here's one thing I do have a problem with, but um, I don't know. And maybe the rules are different because Keith was like seven when he met Katarina. But I do mm. not care for um, adopted brother loving yeah. <laughs> adopted sister. As an adopted person with, with siblings, no thank you. Oh, I hadn't thought about how real that would feel for you. Like, I love sweet baby Keith, but no. I'm like hoping it's just like a weird like older sister complex and he doesn't actually want to like be with her. Um <laughs> I'm worried it's going to be in that direction. But. Yeah, I'm hoping it's just like he's overprotective of his sister, not the other thing that it could be. Because <laughs> if you have to say it's not technically incest, then it's bad. Well, like as soon as they were, in- as soon as he was introduced, and I was like, oh, the villainess has an adoptive sibling. And they tried mm-hmm. to be like, and because he's adopted, he got abused. And I'm like, oh no, he's adopted because he's going to be our love interest. Like, uh, yeah. I didn't like that. I love him as a a character, but please stay away. Mm. (laughs) Stay away from your sister. (laughs) (laughs) And I mean, why? (laughs) And she should stay away from him being into other boys. She, I feel like she's just trying to protect her younger brother with that. Oh, oh. So him falling for Nicole, whatever his name is, is Mm -hmm. like wrong. Makes him unpure, makes him dirty. No, he was seven. He shouldn't be talking to anyone. <laughs> okay, but Nicole was really cute. Yeah, he's a sweetie. And I love that he just like doesn't say any words. He's just like hard to talk to. <laughs> Which is, I mean, it's kind of a bummer because his voice actor is good. Oh, wait. Oh, boy. Here we are. <laughs> Where are we? I passed out for like a, an hour and I woke up. Where am I? <laughs> what is this place called that we are in right now? It's a Say You Sidebar. Welcome. Whoa. Who would have thought? Okay, so the guy who plays Nicole is um Yoshitsugu. It's bad saying of his name. Yoshitsugu uh, Matsuoka. And he plays Soma in Food Wars in um Teruki and Mob Psycho 100. And he's the main guy in Is It Wrong to Hit on a Girl in a Dungeon? Whatever. I don't know his name. I didn't watch that show. But <laughs> he's good and I love him. Um... But yeah, that's him. Wait, okay, can I tell you about uh, the main girl who plays Katarina is uh, Maya Uchida, and I love her. She, I'm like shoujo trash, and I love her in um, Aoha Ride. She's Futaba, the main character. She's Norman in Promised Neverland. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and she's um, Hiori in Noragami, mm-hmm. and Rika in um, Chunibyo. So, wait, Jeff, who's your favorite boy? Oh, before we get to favorite boy, I want to complain about the Seiyu sidebar. Oh. I finally put in the work, I came up with a list of how many? Like 10 different names for the dub version of the Seiyu sidebar. Oh. And dubs are canceled, apparently. There are no more dubs. There's so no more dubs. <laughs> I can't use any of them. Ah, so I'm just gonna have to wait. Sorry, I can tell you about Alan's voice actor. <laughs> okay. Oh, okay. Really? Okay. That's uh, uh, Tatsuhisa Suzuki. He plays uh, Makoto in Free, Uotopi Slim Club. Hmm. He's also Hiromi in Beyond the Boundary, if you saw that. Uh, and he's also like, I don't know what his name is. He's in Seven Deadly Sins. Is I think his name's Ban. I don't know. Oh. The red guy. Um, 
the Shredder's guy. Yeah, so he plays hot people. Um. <laughs> I am excited for Nicole, mm-hmm. his voice actor when he's young, which yes. I guess, I don't know why they need to start voice actors when like he barely talks. But anyway, is uh, someone who, I guess her name is Mao. But she goes by like M.A.O. Yeah. Uh, and I don't really actually know many roles of hers, except oh. that she is some like big boobed woman in Grand Blue Fantasy and like <laughs> not my favorite character. But because she's in Grand Blue Fantasy, she's in, she's in all the streams for like announcements and live streams and stuff. And in all the streams, she just like fanboys over Sandalphon, which is the best Grand Blue Fantasy character ever. Oh my and God. I, he's my favorite character in like most of the media. And she just like fawns over him whenever she has a chance instead of her own character. So she's you? Yes. Wow, I can't but believe. But she's gone because Nicole grew up and is no longer played by a girl. So. Wow. I like I liked all their, their kid selves in this show. They were fun. They were fun. They looked cute. I just didn't love that we had like a, almost a full three episodes with them in that form. Like I was like, I want to, is there a time skip? I want to get to the time skip to the time skip. And then it took so long to get there that I was like, is there even a time skip? Like I know we see that that designs in their like teenage version in the opening. But I was thinking that maybe like maybe the entire series takes place at age eight and it's just the designs in the opening are because she remembers them from the game. So I was mm-hmm. kind of like doubting myself there and I was like, oh no. So no, I feel like it, the setup kind of dragged on too long and now I'm excited to no, get to the I full. No, I loved it. Okay. I mean, it was a little long, but it gave me time to like really fall in love with every single character. And like it gave them like semi-meaningful backstories <laughs> and reasons why they love her. So it wasn't just like, oh, I'm in love with her for no reason. It was like, oh, she helped me conquer my inferiority <sighs> complex. <laughs> okay, one thing I hate about three episodes we've seen so far is that um there's a cute redheaded boy in the opening mm-hmm. and he's not in the final shot of the opening when it shows all the characters side by mm-hmm. side he's not in that he hasn't been introduced yet and yes. I, I want to know him okay well you're gonna have to wait maybe <laughs> he's the one that causes problems <gasps> apparently his name is serious like serious black but yeah i was about to be like serious serious deke instead what <sighs> what a name why can they not pick normal names in- when, I, when i saw the katakana i was worried it was serious dark instead of serious black and i was like come on no <laughs> That would have been stupid. Instead, it's serious Deke. Whatever. It's one letter off <laughs> in Japanese. Oh boy, he's played by um, Toshiki Matsuda, who plays um, uh, Kirishima in My Hero. Hmm. So he loves redheaded characters, I guess. <laughs> that's a sharp boy. That's a good. That's a good sharp boy. Anyways, I love this show. Who's your favorite boy? Um, I think right now it's Nicole or whatever his name is. Wow. But that was kind of just like from first impressions of their designs. And I don't know, their characters, I feel like I don't know enough to have a favorite of their like actual characters or how they are as at like the full grown up teenage age. Mm-hmm. So based on designs, like, he was the one that I was like, he's pretty. Yeah. Mine's Alan. <laughs> Which one is Alan? The silver hair. The... All right, the brother. The brother of her fiance. Mm-hmm. I also do love her fiance. Like, I know he's a bad person, probably, and like up to scheming, but I'm into that. So, yeah, like <laughs> at one point, I guess it was after my boyfriend had stopped watching, he like was like, saw me watching it and was like, why does he have a rat tail? And I was like, shut up. He's cute. <laughs> Get off my back. He gets an excuse. He gets a pass. Uh, also, wasn't he a child? But did he still have it when he was a teen? Oh, it was when he was a child, but maybe he still has it. I'm not sure. I don't think he has it as a, as a hot teen, I guess. Oh, no. <laughs> okay, but if we're talking about her, my favorite love interest for Katarina, it's Mary for sure. <laughs> I'm so into them being together. I, I love how at her birthday party, she's like, oh, I wanted to dance with you. It's not fair that just the boys get to dance with you. And then Katarina's like, oh, I guess, but I don't know the boy parts. And Mary's like, don't worry. I practice the boy parts. 
Well, she's like, I practice both just in case. And it's like, okay. Yeah, I was like, oh, Mary had a mission coming to this party. <laughs> I loved it. I love Mary. I also love gardening. So we would get along really well together. And Mary, if you're listening, please hit me up. <laughs> I think, I don't know, I wasn't, Mary was a little too basic for me. Which which fits if she's your favorite character, so you know. Oh my god, I'm sick of you. I found it more, I found the way that she woos Silverhaired Girl, whose name I don't remember. Which one? Oh, Sophia. The way yes. she woos her, I think, found much more heartwarming, because it's like this thing that uh, that she's really insecure about and feels like everyone hates her for. Being stunning. <laughs> <sighs> I'm the opposite of Katarina in this show. Katarina is the one that everyone's in love with. I'm in love with everyone else. <laughs> Wow, what a good show. I'm living my best life. Um, I was like cheering and not yelling because I was trying to be respectful during the day, but dang, I was having a good time. Okay, wait, Jeff, Mm -hmm. I already asked you who your favorite boy was, but we have Twitter questions. Yes. Okay, so, oh, it looks like Tori at Tori Wink asked us, okay, wait, she asked us, what's your Otome game character trope? So I don't know if that's asking us like what we would be if we were in an Otome game or no, if I think it's meant like, to say what's your favorite. Oh, oh. yeah, it's confusing. I read his favorite. Tori, what did you mean? Tori, where are you? Sorry, that's Colorado. Let's call her. <laughs> Tori. <laughs> I'm going to say favorite. What's your favorite? Yeah, I think I, I seem to his favorite. Uh, I don't know enough about Otome games to know which ones are definitely Otome game tropes. Oh my God. Well, you can just like pick like type of love interest. Mm. Like, um... Sundere or whatever. Oh, I do love Sundere's. Yeah, I was actually gonna say that, <laughs> but it's fine. No, um, I'm trying to think of Idol Seven characters. Oh my god. Um, I like glasses, so <laughs> that's barely a trope. That's just a feature. Okay. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> I like, okay, you know, um, Oran High School Host Club, if we're picking out of those types of boys, did you see Oran High School Host no, Club? No, I haven't yet. Jeffrey, I'm, I'm gonna- I need to, I know. This quarantine is over, you better watch your back. But in Oran High School Host Club, that would have been like a good, like, I guess, base for tropes for you, but mine would be uh, Kyoya, who has glasses and is very calculating um, <laughs> and very smart and so handsome. Hmm. That'd be my favorite trope, smart glasses boy who is kind of cold to you, but just because he's practical. <laughs> Did you think of one yet, Jeff? I feel like the problem with Idol 7 is that, like, they aren't really very tropey. Mm-hmm. So it's not a good, like, example to look at. All right. Well, mine's very simple. Mean glasses, boys. <laughs> um, I guess I would say Tsundere and, like, yeah, who who can't admit to their feelings, but then expresses them in other ways. Oh, love that. Yeah. Um, like, I, the, th- the image that comes to mind is, um, now I'm forgetting his name. Uh, cat boy in fruits basket. Oh my! I was about to say that. Um, What's his name? The main guy. Well, damn! What is his name? Well, he's not the main guy, but the fact that you consider him well, the main guy the- shows your preferences. So okay. Well, Yuki's just kind of there. <laughs> Kyo. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's obviously the main guy. Have you? Anyways. Um, <laughs> <laughs> moving on. Okay, we had another Twitter question from at Wandering Dreamer. It says, which one of the love interests or girls would you date if you got sucked into this ultimate game? Or as Katarina yourself. I already answered. It's Mary. She's my girl. I am in love with her. We would get along so well. That's my answer. I mean, Nicole is who I like already like trend towards, you know, mm-hmm. in terms of like personal favorites. I think that's who I would as myself. I don't know how practical that would be if they're just very quiet and don't want to have a conversation, but it's not like he doesn't want to have a conversation. He just doesn't speak much. Yes. Well, I love him too. The, the cool silent type. 
Um, wait, so who did you say? Uh, I said Mary. That's my girl. For both answers? Yeah, I guess for both me and Katerina, I think Mary is probably the best. Actually, you know what? I changed my mind. For me, I'll be with Mary. Katerina, I think maybe Sophia, because they can like talk about shit they actually enjoy together. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate how Katerina in, was it Sophie or Sophia? Like that in mm-hmm. her, she finds someone who's like, reminds her of things she enjoyed about their previous life and everything. And like, mm-hmm. I, I'm almost most... I mean, maybe it's most canonical because it's what's in what's prominently in the key art. But like, I kind of am waiting to, to know who is best for Katarina to know the protagonist, Mary or whatever, because like she's the one character in this world that she doesn't know anything about. Mm-hmm. And that could be exciting to be like after years living out this world, she knows kind of the ins and outs of she could find someone new. Oh, one thing we haven't talked about at all is the um the like inner mind dialogue scenes where she's like in a little courtroom with her. Oh, um, yeah, those are cute. Yeah, those are cute. I wonder. I'm hoping they continue now that she has aged. Yes. Like, I hope it's still her little eight-year-old self in those Mm -hmm. little courtroom scenes. And I also really like how, which character is it? Is it Nicole? The one that, there's one route which she didn't play at all. Oh, yeah, Nicole. Which, she has bad taste, so I'm not, you know, who cares about her cat? Oh, my God. (laughs) Uh, She has bad taste. But that that's interesting. There's like a route that she has no visibility into. Or I guess she has some visibility because her friend told her all about it. Mm-hmm. But that seems like it is uh, intriguing from a plot perspective. Yes. Okay. You know what? You brought up a very valid point with us knowing nothing about Maria, the heroine. Mm-hmm. The first thing I thought when I started the show and she was talking about how like she has to make sure that whoever the main character picks, like she won't get the bad ending. And I was mm-hmm. like, if this show does not end with her with the heroine of the video game, I'm going to riot in the streets. <laughs> like that was the clear end game for me from like before even starting it. But now since we want drama or you want drama, what if Maria is like, crazy and <laughs> tries to kill all of her friends <laughs> like what if this goes on a crazy like side off the rails murder story <laughs> suddenly maria's just like killing alan and killing nicole like it's done um yeah so it sounds great sounds like it'll put the tone of what we've seen so far that's what she wanted isn't it <laughs> yeah i want the show to just get bad no that would be crazy wouldn't that be f- not fun i almost said it would have been a lot of fun but like it'd be very interesting what if maria comes in and just starts like spouting fascist rhetoric and like is really racist and sexist oh, no. and xenophobic and that's not fun that's not murder and Catalina's like i love that oh my god we're made in heaven we're match made in heaven i love that stuff well, then we'll have to weep the show we don't know our politics <sighs> Jeff. okay anyways one more twitter question okay um from at gen translations uh they said have you read the light novels and or manga how do they compare if you have i have not that's my answer i have not either damn i'm intrigued I I really would like to now, especially since like I have to wait week by week to watch more episodes. I'm mad. (laughs) I think I might get the light novels because they're just ready and available digitally. So I need to know. (laughs) Yeah, and depending on how the um, series ends, I would be curious to to try getting the. um, Also, it depends if if there's furigana in the Japanese version of the that spinoff series Mm -hmm. i might try to get that to read it but oh my gosh (laughs) only if there's freaking because otherwise i will struggle way too long to read anything okay well it's not out until may so yeah in japan (laughs) yeah there was one more twitter comment from at hermanos which (laughs) just says do annie and jeff do this podcast just to bully each other into watching anime the answer is yes the answer is yes but apparently I bullied you in a way that you took more satisfaction in than I did. Which... Yes. I'm thriving with this show. <laughs> Jeff, this backfired hardcore on you because... <laughs> I mean, it didn't back... Like, I didn't dislike it. Yeah, but I you just... didn't, like, dive headfirst into it like I did. Yeah. 
And it's I feel so like it, it only vindicated my opinion that I'm always right because now you, like, you almost believe that I'm right more than I do now. No. <laughs> That's how it should go. I told you in the beginning, this is the one time I'll ever say thank you for bringing <laughs> something to my attention. <laughs> Wow. Okay. My verdict is I love it. Uh, so yeah, my verdict. So, okay. Wait, Cause to frame this verdict, I want to like ask you, you love it, but like, how would you frame this if you were recommending to someone? Like who would you recommend it to? And like, you know, like what qualifications would you give? Um, I've already recommended it to people. <laughs> uh, I just said it's like a really fun isekai that's not gross. Mm-hmm. Like it's a kind of pure little wholesome um, just story about a girl who's reincarnated into a video game she's played before, but as a villain. Um, that's not as like that is like the premise. Like she obviously isn't like a villainous person in the show, but like that gets people interested, and I really need them to watch it. <laughs> so I do. I also I like isekai stories that aren't like gross. I don't know that aren't. If it's is it wrong to pick up a girl in attention? <laughs> <laughs> or the time I was reincarnated as a slime. Or... I don't think I don't think Danmachi is it wrong to pick up a girl in dungeon, whatever it's called. Uh, is it wrong to pick up girls in dungeon? I don't think it's isekai. I think it's just fantasy. Is it? I think so. All right. So it's just trash for being trash. No, for being. I don't think so. What is this story about? Yeah, it's just the story follows the exploits of Bell, a 14-year-old solo adventurer under the goddess Hestia. He's not like a human from the human world thrown into this well, world. That's he just great, is then. from the world. I just, it's still trashy, but I mean. <laughs> That's great that it's not isekai. He's, he's just a 14-year-old boy who lives with his goddess who doesn't wear any clothes and holds up her boobs with a strap. Like, that's just... With a string, sorry. Brian, like, I hate... Oh, this one's controversial. I hate ReZero. Um, <laughs> I hate that time I got reincarnated as a slime. No, it's good. Everyone hates Sword Art Online. Sorry, Sword Art Online. Um, so the thing is, I don't... I don't have a problem with isekai in general. I, do. I don't love the trope of being reincarnated mm. because I don't like thinking about people dying <laughs> as the premise oh of the, like, the beginning of the story. Like, it just seems so, it seemed like it kind of frames the entire story around sadness to me in a way that I'm like, like even this show, it's like, she was like, oh yeah, this is like that day when I died. And I'm like, oh, I don't have to think mm-hmm. about how you died. Like, that's sad. Yeah, that's sad. You know, it's some good isekai though. Mm. <laughs> Inuyasha. Oh boy. Kakuryu. Okay. The devil is a part-timer. Nobody died in that one. <laughs> Like how much I'd recommend the series, like it, mm, how much I'd recommend the series is very conditional on the type of things that a person would enjoy. Like I don't feel confident enough to like stand on the rooftop and scream that everyone should go watch. Okay, too late. I've already done that. And so like, because I feel like it's a it's a fun, light comedy series that you will almost definitely like. And probably mm-hmm. love if you are into Otome games and Otome concepts. But if you're not really into those things and you don't, you know, like either want to watch something for the really cute and really pretty boys or for the really cute gay romances, mm-hmm. then like I think it's just a okay to kind of to pretty good comedy, you know? So that's why I kind of like I don't think it's for everyone. But it could be. I think it's for everybody. <laughs> I've already because I shared it with people who like they watch some anime, but like they're not like super into it. So I've like already recommended it to like some of my friends like that. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that meets my standards for I would recommend it to everybody. Because mm. <laughs> um, I was like, they don't, they don't watch a lot of anime. They've watched like maybe one or two things. And mm. um, I was like, you should watch this. It's so fun, especially like. If you just need something to like take your mind off of the world, this is a great one. Also, it's funny. She's her inner monologue is very funny, and I don't really like Otome games. Well, I I'm not opposed to them, but I just don't play very many. And I'm still into this. I'm fully into it. Mm. So 
I love this bisexual harem. <laughs> I think you are, um, it's like a way of phrase is like you're are, trash. I want to say you're not vulnerable to Otome games, but like they're in your <laughs> hitbox, you know, like mm-hmm. I think similarly to me, it's like, I, I wish I could play more Otome games, but it's like, they're very long and intimidating and mm-hmm. it's like i could i don't have time to read a book i don't have time to read an atomic game that's fair so i guess like we're on the like outskirts of the target demo for yeah. games, <laughs> but we're not in it um but yeah i did recommend it to a, f- to a couple friends who don't watch anime so we'll see what they say but i would recommend to everyone i already have i love it are you not loving it no <gasps> What do we do if we disagree? I don't know. We've never disagreed before. <laughs> We've never come to such a different conclusion. I guess it's a maybe. Yeah, I think this is the kind of thing that it'll be like Azoken, but more on the maybe side. You know, like Azoken, we both weebed and then we decided to resurrect. This is mm-hmm. one that like is in even more of a quantum zone. It is to use the full like isekai style, like Chunibyo, most bro. Oh my God, this thing's going to blow your mind concept. It is a Schrodinger's cat situation. Like, did we love it or did we leave it? We don't know until we're not looking to observe it anymore. Okay, well, I know what I feel in my heart. And if you agree with me on most things, then watch this show. It's a lot of fun. (laughs) If you agree with Jeff, you're wrong. And please stop listening. The thing is, I would say to like (laughs) someone who's listened to this to the podcast this far, should probably go out and check it out. But I don't feel confident enough to be like, oh my God, the anime you need to watch this season if you haven't seen any other anime and like you're not watching any other anime season is villainous. You know? It is though. Okay. All right. Let's wrap things up. So before we get to the end of the show, do you want to recommend something non-anime? I have several webtoons I can recommend every week. This one, I'm going to recommend Lore Olympus. Mm-hmm. It's finally ramping up. Um, Wait, I thought, is it not always been ramped up? I thought you loved it. I thought it was... I mean, it's always been ramped up. I love it. Um, but it's like, skins, steamy. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Finally, um, 110 chapters in, but please read it. It's great if you like Greek mythology and drama. Jeff, the drama you've been craving, Laura Olympus. I do need to read it. The problem I have with Laura Olympus is that I keep saving it to read like on a flight or something, and then mm-hmm. I hit. There's no more webtoons. flights. Well, there's no more flights, but also I keep hitting Webtoon's weird restriction where like you can download series. But if you download it, it expires in 30 days and you can never download it again. So it's like I downloaded it for one flight and didn't read on that flight and now I can never download it again. I'm like, yeah, why don't you just read it on Wi-Fi? Because I'd forget to read it until I'm on a flight. <laughs> why don't you just like hang up this call and go read it right now? I'm, I'm going to plug, I'm going to recommend something um, which is totally outside the wheelhouse of anime and it is making peanut butter and jelly like it's a grilled cheese. Wait, okay. So let me get this straight. So you make you make. You just make a grilled cheese, but instead of putting cheese in the middle, you put peanut butter and jelly. It's great. It tastes great. Okay, so let me just get this straight here. So all rules are out the window for this recommendation that you want us to do yes. at the end of this, right? Yeah. Because you're like, non-anime plugs something. Like, what are you watching? And you're like, you know what? You know what I'm going to plug? A grilled cheese, but it's a peanut butter and jelly. And I'm just... I recently rediscovered peanut butter and jelly, which I hadn't had in like a decade and a half or something. Jesus Christ. And I was like, wow, peanut butter and jelly is great. And then I discovered you can make it like a grilled cheese. And I'm like, wow, they're even greater. I'm... So I have two recommendations, peanut butter and jelly and grill it. All right. I'm mad at you, but like, have you ever had Uncrustables? No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. If you eat a frozen Uncrustable. We're ending this podcast. We're ending this podcast. 
If you, you eat a frozen Uncrustable, that shit's good. Please review the podcast on Apple Podcasts if you <laughs> want to get Annie to stop talking about Uncrustables. Send us feedback about this episode at loverdoweebit at gmail.com or you can tweet at us at, at loverdoweebit. Let us know what you want us to cover for the season for our listener pick. And you can also find us on social media. Annie, where can people find you? Oh, they can find me at any other name on Twitter. And I am at Jeffly Jeff on Twitter. And I, at this point, I guess it's kind of on hiatus again. But I have also been doing a Digimon podcast to cover the new season of Digimon Adventure, which is on indefinite hiatus. So I guess that lasted three weeks of being having the podcast back and is now gone again. On that note, thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. And as we always say, just one anime, give it to me. Someday I'll have overpriced merch, but not today. Lots of series you can get overpriced merch for. They're not BTS. Yeah, but right now I'm my little squirrel brain is hyper fixated on <laughs> BTS. If you're looking for an industry full of overpriced merch, may I introduce you to anime? No. <laughs> yes. Why am I so sweaty? I think it's because I was so stressed out about buying something <laughs> that I didn't even get. <laughs> oh shit, we're recording. <laughs> <laughs> I'm leaving that in. No. <laughs> I don't know about my glands. And I'm Annie, and I think the best Otome game is Mystic Messenger, hands down. Mm. I'm Jeff, and I think the best Otome game or series is Idolish 7. Wrong, but mm. <laughs> did you play Mystic Messenger? Uh, no? I went into this being like, I need to like pretend like I am very confident in my answer and that you're wrong, but like, I haven't played it. And I want to play it. and I feel bad. It takes up your whole day. <laughs> I've heard that it's like a good quarantine game. Oh, it super is. Now you can respond to the boys in the middle of the day now. <gasps> Should I download it and try it again? No, <laughs> it's you, fine. Are you supposed to play it several times for different routes? Yeah, but I always got mm. a bad ending because I kept missing conversations, so. <laughs> <laughs> Just like real life. Yes. <laughs> Okay. Okay, wait, Jeff, how do you say the last name of the main character? Clays? Uh, I think it's like Kreis? Kurais. Yeah, Katarina. Kuraesu. Kreis. I think it's like Kreis. Kreis. Kreis? Kreis. Kreis. Uh, whatever. All right, so <laughs> on this it is, on the website I am on. What uh, website are you on? I don't want to tell you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> wait, what? Fine, what's his name? What website were you on? What's his name? Wait, where were you watching? I'm so confused. Well, where are you watching? I'm what are you on? Well, on Wikipedia. Okay, Gerardo's not a real name. Wait, what, 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 I'm so confused. <laughs> Why are you so shameful about it? It's my anime list. No. Yeah. Just let it tell you. <laughs> I mean, so his name in Japanese is G G O R U D O. Gerald. Gerald. <laughs> I mean, G- Gerald wouldn't have the G O. Gerald. Gerald. It's Zaroldo. So Gerald. Um, <laughs> oh my god, I just realized that Keith. I yes. assume, yeah. Wait, so but you watched it on Crunchyroll, right? Yes. So it said Giordo there. Yeah, but I thought that was like a bad name. So, <laughs> well, everyone else has got like Katarina, Alan, Keith, Mary, Sophia, and Gerardo. It's Gerald. Gerald. <laughs> Um, Keith, I did not realize his Japanese name is mm-hmm. just Kiss. Kisu. Yeah. See, so, yeah, yeah, I'm not going to call him Kisu. I'm going to call him Keith. <laughs> Anyways, cut all this out. Okay. Am I Fujoshi Trash or like is the canonical ship in Origami? Um, I forget their names now, but Yato and the little boy.
Yukine? Is that his name, Yukine? Yeah. Yeah, the one he turns into a weapon. Yeah. No, it's Hyori and Yato, you Fujoshi piece of garbage. <laughs> like, I feel I feel actually, like, actively guilty about that, because, like, he's, what, like, 12 or something? Like, he's... Yeah, how dare you? And Yato is, like, hundreds of years old, so I'm like, it's mm, a bit no, of an age gap. there's no ship there. <laughs> Get out of here. It's Hyori and Yato. How could you? <laughs> Okay, that that hit me at a moment where like it wasn't I hadn't fully bloomed into my Fujoshi ways, so I was kind of <laughs> like, oh, I feel something when they're on screen together. Oh my god, no. Anyways, <laughs> moving on. Okay, well I just started um, Cross Manage, which is old, but I ran out of things to read. So <laughs> is that the lacrosse one or is that cross mm-hmm. game? It's the uh, lacrosse one. Where, okay. Yeah, and it's really cute. If you like sports stories where a girl bullies a boy into managing her lacrosse team. Uh, <laughs> okay. It's great. She doesn't actually bully him. She just like gives him new purpose in life because he got injured playing his other sport that's less important than lacrosse. But Like this podcast, we bully each other into finding the purpose of life. Yes. And my purpose is now waiting every week to <laughs> watch <laughs> My Next Life as a Villainous All Routes Lead to Doom. Wow, I'm so into this. I'm going to go recommend it to more people right now. I'm literally doing that i hope you know (laughs) okay did you watch the prince of egypt yet no (laughs) i'm sick of you thanks for listening bye Bye. and as we always say this this is very fitting for the current situation where everything is delayed Mm -hmm. and as we always say just one anime give it to me i feel like that should be whinier like as we always say just one anime give it to me (laughs) (laughs) just one anime give it to me just one anime give it to me (laughs) Just one anime. Give it to me. I hate this. I'm over it. Just one anime. Give it to me. Just one. Please. God, I just want one anime to finish this season. (laughs)